Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hey, hoop ballers. Are you into sports betting? Do you want to know why a certain game has a funky line? Well, hoop ball has you covered. Today in sports betting is a great addition to all your handicapping questions with hosts Ira Silver and Devin Ellington. We break down game lines and future bets on all sports and try to make some money along the way. Follow us on Twitter at HoopBallGaming, at Ira Silver Magic, and at D-A-L-E-007. And download Today in Sports Betting in the App Store, Google Play, and available on Spotify. The following is a Hoop Bowl presentation. Game one is in the books. The Lakers are on top and looking like they have a commanding lead in this series. Unlike the first two rounds, the Lakers came out and took care of business against the Denver Nuggets. And LeBron is pissed off, JC. Welcome into the Hoopball Lakers podcast. Stoked to be with everybody. As usual, I'm with JC. It is Ethan and JC. JC, a pissed off LeBron is bad news for the Denver Nuggets. Yeah, it really is. And anytime he's been like that throughout his whole career, it's kind of it's generally bad news for whoever he's playing against. So I'm glad to see it. I'm so glad that he said what he said after the game. And he said, honestly, I'm I'm pissed off about the MVP voting. So if you're still in the dark about this, the long story short is obviously Giannis won, won both MVP and Defensive Player of the Year. My own take on that is that while he is a special, special player, a special talent and had an unbelievable year, I do not believe he is deserving of both awards. I find it incredibly interesting that Anthony Davis and LeBron James were snubbed from their particular awards that they were nominated for. Of course, AD with Defensive Defensive Player of the Year and LeBron with MVP. And JC, I cannot believe that 16 first place votes, only 16 first place votes for LeBron. There's more than 100 voters for MVP. You're telling me that only 16, that's not even 20% of the voters, felt that, felt as if LeBron was MVP this year. I find that to be um, a little slanted. Yeah, especially as, as things were ramping up towards what ended up being the COVID hiatus, the... Because I even talked a little bit about how Milwaukee was starting to show a, a lot of cracks in their foundation, and the Lakers were ascending at the right time. So I really feel like, given a more proper end of the regular season, play, people would have seen, and the vote would, if not been closer, would have gone to LeBron. Because I think I feel like he was starting, like that that debate was starting to ramp up a lot more intensely, and. You know, the first three, four months of the season, it was obviously honest. And then as the Lakers 
kept doing what they were doing. LeBron is playing better and better, getting closer and closer to playoff mode. Yeah, I feel like it should have been closer. I saw, I listened to and saw and enjoyed a really good breakdown on Twitter last night. I believe the, the Twitter user's name is Jason, and he basically presented his argument for LeBron as MVP in a very succinct and systematic way, and he categorized it as follows. Usually in the three traditional MVP uh, choices, you have the player who is the most valuable to his team. Now, he is not the best player in the league, but his team would not be where they are without him. He used Russell Westbrook's MVP season as a good exemplar of that and i get that then you have the best player on the best team in the league now of course that's sort of like what bolsters Giannis's case but also could have bolstered lebron's case right and then you have the player who is just downright the best player in the league period okay and to me i've always felt as if the best player award and the mvp award could actually be two different awards because i think when voters cast their vote they're voting under different criteria so it's very hard to draw linear comparisons but to me i just felt as if the narrative was there for lebron it felt like it was kind of his time to reclaim the award i don't think that lebron's going to lose sleep over it i'm certainly not going to lose sleep over it but at the end of the day it creates a pissed off lebron and i have to say that's good news for the Lakers. Despite the fact LeBron did not score in the second half last night. Yes, you heard me correctly. LeBron James did not score in the second half last night. This game was over long before the fourth quarter, JC. Yeah, and I think one thing that's going to prove throughout is this. And it, it, I'm glad it's going to, going to kind of work out this way. This series should be Anthony Davis's series. Uh, in the regular season, his splits for the four games against Denver, he's averaging 29 and 9 shooting well over 50%, almost shooting 40% from three. Uh, yeah, this series should be his. Like, the the Lakers went 3-1 and one against the Nuggets in the regular season. The one game they lost was one game in which LeBron didn't play. So, yeah, I think, I think if the narrative works out that Anthony Davis kind of takes over this series, that, that shapes up well for LeBron to take over the finals if they get that far. Let's uh, let's focus on Anthony Davis. And we'll come back to LeBron in just a minute. Let's let's go with Anthony Davis since you brought him up. Unbelievable game one. Everything that you would want to see from Anthony Davis, you saw. Thirty-seven points, ten rebounds, twelve of twenty-one from the floor, twelve of fifteen from the line. JC, the Lakers were at the line seemingly all night in game one, although they only took eleven more free throws than the Nuggets. So it wasn't the despair. I'm sorry, they didn't even take eleven more free throws than the Nuggets. They took. Nine more free throws than the Nuggets. That's what we call quick math in the morning. Nine more free throws than the Nuggets. And so it wasn't the disparity that I think so many thought. And what I really liked about this game one, JC, is even after a tough first quarter in which I thought the Lakers played well. They didn't play great defensively in the first quarter, but they played well offensively. Jamal Murray hit that three at the end of the quarter to give the Nuggets a two-point lead. That's a point where in the past we've seen the Lakers potentially start to fold, and instead they came out in the second quarter and set a tone, outscoring Denver by 13 in that second quarter. After the Nuggets' 38 first-point quarter, they scored 41 points total over the second and third quarter. JC, the Lakers really clamped it down defensively. And as we've seen, that is what allows them to be at their best. Yeah, and that's what you need to see because if assume, assuming you know they're going to make it to the next series and it's going to be either Miami or Boston, both of those teams are extremely bench heavy, and so your bench needs to play really well in this series just to prepare for the next series because it's going to be another dogfight after the starters. 
The Lakers did a very good job of taking care of the basketball in game one as well. Only 11 total turnovers with six of those coming from LeBron and Anthony Davis. You expect at least five or six from LeBron and AD because they have the ball in their hands so often during the game. But outside of that, it was only two from JaVale McGee, whose minutes were extremely limited, and we'll talk about that. Two from Dwight Howard and a single turnover from Alex Caruso. So a pretty clean line. Oh, I'm sorry, not from Alex Caruso. The box score is lying to me. From Kyle Kuzma, a single turnover. But nonetheless, 11 turnovers in a 48-minute game is always a pleasure to see. And I think more than anything else, you know, you look at the Nuggets last night and you say, okay, they were 9 of 26 from 3. That's something that's a variable. They have shot better in the past. 1 of 6 from Jeremy Grant. 1 of 6 from Michael Porter Jr. Those are guys who can make threes, and that's something Lakers have to be cognizant of. But again, we saw the Lakers be connecting from the three-point line. 11 of 26, good for 42.3%. They need to continue to convert at that solid clip you had three trays from mark keith three trays from kcp danny green got one anthony davis got one kuzma got one even rondo got one and jr smith believe it or not got one of course those fourth quarter garbage time minutes we even saw a quinn cook sighting last night so that's how you know the lakers are really rolling when quinn cook gets a few minutes on the floor and i think watching this game what really stood out to me is the lakers came out with an energy and as we were just talking about just before we jumped on jc here on the hoop ball lakers pod which of course you got to follow on twitter at hoop ball lakers and subscribe download review anywhere where you get your pods and they're streaming one of the things that we talked about just before we jumped on the show is that dang this lakers team really responded well and not only did they respond well to a first quarter but they made the adjustments along the way how about dwight howard starting in the second half jc yeah i think i think that's sort of the way i think it should go um javale started the game and like i talked about many times all season i like how he sets the tone on the defense for the team. And right away, he started off the game with the block on Jokic, and that sort of opened the floodgates defensively for the team, even though the first quarter was was kind of a a shootout. um, There was still defense leading to great offense. And and then, yeah, Dwight Howard came in, high energy off the bench, was really disruptive to Jokic, was really kind of disruptive to the whole team, playing that kind of enforcer role. So, yeah, I kind of like the idea of of JaVale starting the game and Dwight starting the second half. It's very interesting because after JaVale started that game, he played 11 minutes last night or just about 11 minutes. We didn't see him again after that. So I I think you're going to see more of Dwight Howard and talking about defending Jokic. I mean, Anthony Davis and Dwight Howard, Jokic has a major problem. Now, both Jokic and Murray were in foul trouble in the first half, and Jokic really kind of throughout the game. He was only limited to 25 minutes as a result of that play, uh, the foul trouble. But I think with Jokic, despite the final line of 21 points and six rebounds, like it looks okay in a box score, but nothing from three. Three, only two assists and it felt like the Lakers even despite the 21 points basically took Jokic out of this game yeah he only had two assists so they took that away as well I think the Rocket series sort of prepared them for this one pretty well because they the Houston and Denver run a similar type set to where when you double Jokic or even Murray their bailout is going to come in the middle and they're relying on the collapse to to hit a three-point kickout and so they shut that down in Houston, and so if they can shut that down in Denver, that's sort of that's going to be a recipe for success. No doubt, and I think one of the biggest things for me is that the Lakers really made an effort 
to play their style of game and whether they felt like this is a team that they could do that against where they don't have to adjust as much or they just felt confident in who they were in the matchup. The Lakers really played their style of game, committed to it. And sure enough, JC, this Lakers team is more talented than this Denver Nuggets team. And I take nothing away from the Denver Nuggets when I say that because they are too deep at every position. They can get hot in a moment's notice. They do have a, a superstar and an occasional superstar in Jamal Murray. And I'm not saying that to push Jamal Murray down. He's a young kid. He's going to get better and better. But Jamal Murray is not the every night superstar yet. Like we can't sit here and say LeBron James and Anthony Davis are NBA superstars. And so is Jamal Murray. I feel like that that is not quite right. It's one of the things that really bothers me about the NBA is that there are so many people who are referred to as stars or superstars. But if you're going to call Jamal Murray a superstar, what is LeBron James? Please tell me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's he's on he's on a level all, all on his own. <laughs> that's and, and that's kind of how I break it down. So when you look at the box score, JC, very encouraging that every single Nuggets starter was in the minus with plus minus last night. You look at the Lakers side, every single starter with the exception of JaVale, of course, given what we talked about, was in the positive side. And you look at the Lakers bench, Keith was plus 13. Dwight Howard, huge impact, plus 14. Rondo, plus 13. And, you know, I want to talk about Rondo a little bit, too, because it feels like the Lakers now have found a way to integrate Rondo, found a way to stay committed to Caruso, and found a way where Rondo and LeBron aren't necessarily overlapping efforts out there. And that's really what this Lakers bench needed, because now you have Kuzma, Morris, Caruso, Rondo. You have Dwight. All of a sudden, this Lakers team that had no depth, it's got a lot of depth. Yeah, you can you can insert a defensive focus lineup with Rondo and Caruso in there. Even kind of have Rondo in there as sort of a defensive decoy, if if that's even a thing, and Caruso in there at the same time. I think if you run a squad out there with just one of either Anthony Davis or LeBron James out there, that'll get you enough offense if that if that team's just going to be locked down on defense. No doubt about it. You got to feel supported when the bench is coming through. And speaking of support, you know how I love those Manscaped boxer briefs, JC. So let's take a minute to talk about them. The Manscaped anti-chafing cooling boxer brief might be one of my favorite parts of the Manscaped collection. They got the optimal temperature control with the crop cooling technology. So you keep your pride and joy supported, but also no chafing, baby. All as a result of that new waistband. When your girl sees the logo, she knows she's going to have a real Manscaped man. So whether it's the trimmer, the boxers, the ball kit, or anything for your junk needs, you know what you got to do. 20% off and free shipping right now with the code HOOPBALL20. That's HOOP, H-O-O-P, ball, B-A-L-L, 220 at manscaped.com. You heard me right, 20% off free shipping at manscaped.com, only with the code HOOPBALL20. From the moose to the caboose, baby, always the right tools for the job. That's how we do it, JC. This Lakers team, I have to say, I, I was almost – I don't want to say that I was preparing for a loss, okay? Because you saw we've we've seen the splits. The in the first game of the series, both against Portland and against Houston, the Lakers were not the team that we expected them to be. There was a little bit of a concern for me about how much time off is too much time off when it comes to how much rest the Lakers had prior to this the series starting. But clearly, and I mean very clearly, that was not an issue whatsoever. I give a lot of credit to LeBron James, but I also give a lot of credit to this coaching staff for keeping this team engaged discipline focus i mean even kyle kuzma after the nuggets wound up beating the clippers which i know surprised you jc but after the nuggets wound up beating the clippers 
Kuz, somebody asked Kyle Kuzma, well, are you worried about the Nuggets? And basically he said, look, we don't worry about other teams because that's how you start panicking and that's how you start tripping yourself up. You only got to worry about yourself and what's right in front of you. And I feel like that's a message that's echoed up and down this team right now. The chemistry within this group seems to be working really, really well. And I have to give credit to Dwight Howard too because he was a game changer last night. And after basically not playing at all in that Houston series, he came in immediately engaged and absolutely ready to go. Yeah, I think I think one of the testaments to the chemistry on this team is is JaVale McGee's got a really popular YouTube channel and he's he's an interesting case. I've never seen a center who could start a game and then not really play the rest of the way. And he's if you watch his YouTube channel and the videos he puts up from the bubble, like dude is completely happy. Couldn't be couldn't be any happier in the bubble. Couldn't be any happier being around his teammates, being around the staff. He lives, he plays dominoes with like the athletic training staff. And like, I, I don't know how often, I don't know, I've never been around an NBA team, but I've just never, I never would have thought the players like hang out with the staff in their off time that kind of way. And so, yeah, this team clearly really enjoys being around each other. And we've talked about how important chemistry is and, and not to talk about the Clippers too much, but I mean, right away after their, their loss, one of the things they were attributing what happened to that, monumental collapse was a lack of team chemistry no question about it and for this lakers group that has been together for i mean the majority of the group has been together for the entirety of the season and obviously the season has gone on for basically a calendar year at this point i mean we're talking about this is training camp time traditionally so they've been together for an extended period of time and they just seem all focused on the goal it was great to even hear anthony davis say look after game one it was nice but this is what we were supposed to do we were supposed to take care of home court all it was was one game we still got a mission ahead of us so none of the these guys are sitting here saying, yeah, I'm, I'm content with where I am. There's no there's no Paul George response of, well, I still think it was a good season. Da, 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 da. No, the Lakers have one goal in the season. When you have LeBron James and Anthony Davis, and might I mention Anthony Davis in a contract year, your one goal is to win the title. But this coaching staff, man, I mean, I know Frank Vogel isn't the superstar head coach. He's not that personality, quote unquote. But man, can we talk about Frank Vogel? Because he has done a damn good job with his team. And as we've seen, coaching a team that has multiple superstars, including LeBron James, ain't exactly the easiest task, and it ain't exactly for anybody. Yeah, I, I even sent out a tweet about getting this team to buy into the team defense philosophy. Like, we've talked about so much about Caruso, Caruso's defensive rating and how he does all the things that don't show up on a stat sheet. Dwight Howard was doing some of that last night. Dwight Howard, three-time Defensive Player of the Year, one-time league one time NBA super all superstar the same level as LeBron he's doing those little things that don't show up on a stat sheet um as well and that's that's sort of a Frank Vogel staple it's a team that plays really good defense that's how Kyle Kuzma seemed to find his role and be content to to be able to get more rebounds and just find ways to contribute it's how Marcus Morris is doing it like yeah that's that's Frank Vogel all the way and it's great to see because this, I mean, it, it all goes back to that chemistry and the collective buy-in. I think what really impressed me was not only did the Lakers come out and obviously change the script, you know, kind of reverse the uh, the momentum the Nuggets had gotten the first quarter and that second quarter, but then coming out in that third quarter and really just laying the hammer to them. They didn't give them a reason to come up for air or even a chance to do so. Jokic picked up his fourth foul early in that quarter. The Lakers did an amazing job last night, JC, and this is something that I want to see more of, and I think we all want to see more of. Did an amazing 
amazing job of attacking the paint. So despite the efficiency from the three-point line, they weren't glued to it. They really got down low and dirty and took advantage of their strengths. And really, the Nuggets' problem isn't size, but they just couldn't stop them, JC. It was like it was like a plumbing problem gone wrong in your kitchen. There was no stopping device for this Lakers team last night. Yeah, I think they, I think they figured out that any any kind of three-point attempt needs to come from you know, transition from good defense or driving to the paint and kicking out. Like you shouldn't run an offensive play for a three pointer. And that's then they have they haven't done that in a while. Um I also really liked seeing I only saw it once that I can remember, but early in the game I saw one LeBron A D pick and roll, which is always effective. Um so yeah, that's their offense has gotten a lot smarter. A lot of times I saw LeBron holding the ball, kind of dribbling out the clock, but the offense is moving. It wasn't it wasn't just four Lakers staring at him, so I was happy to see that as well. Yes, there was not a, an emphasis on isolation or being stagnant, which is something that we saw in the Rockets series, even those games that the Lakers won. And I look up and down in this box score once again, JC, and it just sort of blows my mind of how dominant the Lakers truly were, given LeBron was not the even the second leading scorer last night. He was the third leading scorer behind Contavious Caldwell-Pope. And I want to spend a minute talking about Contavious Caldwell-Pope because, JC, he's been really good, and I don't think he's gotten enough conversation about how good he's been recently. No, and I think that's sort of another way another way that you know that this team is hitting on all cylinders where when he can quietly do something like that to I I wouldn't have thought looking at the box score that he put up 18. I know he hit up a couple I know he hit a couple open shots. He had a couple of really nice uh he was kicked out and wide open for a 3 but you know faked out a defender and stepped in for a long two. But yeah, I wouldn't have thought he scored 18 points and yeah, even though he stepped in, took a couple of long two, still made three three pointers, and so, yeah, he his his effort on defense still needs to be what it is. But yeah, he needs to be that available designated shooter, and he'll he'll have games like this. So I gotta ask you the magic question, which is for game two, JC. Do you expect Dwight Howard to enter the starting lineup? Because after game one in the Rocket series, remember we both sat here and said. Markeith Morris in the starting five might not be a bad idea. And sure enough, that's what it ultimately came to. So I ask you the same question after game one. Do we see JaVale McGee take a seat on the bench in favor of Dwight Howard this time around? I don't think so. I, I feel like at this point in his career, I think Dwight likes coming off the bench. And I think he likes being, at, at this point in his career, I think he likes being that guy off the bench. And, you know, people see a lot of value in, in that sixth man. Like, he's not necessarily the sixth man on this team. But, I mean, you could argue night to night that they've got a different sixth man every night. There's no Lou Williams on this team. There's no Montrezl Harrell on this team for, like, a, a designated sixth man. Night to night, it's going to be a different guy. And I think, I think whenever Dwight is that guy, he enjoys it. Do you think that there's any part of the Lakers that sat here, but even before this series against Denver started, but after Game 7 and the Nuggets walloped the Clippers and, and sent them home early, quote-unquote, do you think there's any part of this Lakers team that took a collective sigh and said, I would much rather play Denver than the Clippers? Um, I mean, for the most part, I feel like Kuzma is pretty genuine and that they, they didn't really focus on the Clippers throughout. Um I know, I know JaVale and Dwight were probably happy because they were going to get more minutes against this Nuggets team than they would have against the Clippers. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I feel like it seemed, it, it seemed genuine from Kuzma. That, that I mean, yeah, there might have been a little bit of focus on the Clippers, and I'm sure LeBron residually kind of resented the way Kawhi kind of 
did the Lakers dirty in the free in free agency, but yeah, for the most part, I I think that was genuine. You know what? One an interesting part of this game. I always like to go through the box scores after the game and try to find those things that you don't necessarily think about when you're watching live. Like you said, KCP scoring 18 and things like that. The Nuggets and Lakers in Game One had the exact, and I mean exact, 83 shots apiece. Exact same number of total shots from the floor. The Lakers only made three more field goals than the Nuggets. Okay, only three. Now, of course, they they hit from the line. They were 20, 27 of 37 from the line, so that still could be a little better. But the Nuggets made 23 free throws as well. So when you look at the box score, of course, the, it, it's uh, sort of slanted by the fact that that fourth quarter was garbage time. But when you look at the box score, it's not like the Lakers had this obvious advantage where they took 20 more more shots or made 10 more threes or anything like that. With the rebounds, total rebounds, the Nuggets had 37, and the Lakers had what 34 so the lakers were actually out rebounded in this game as well now when you're making more uh making more shots than than missing that's something that can happen but it's not like the lakers had an obvious advantage in one particular area of this game besides just making more shots but man the lakers just their their dominance they just felt like the better team all the way through even in the first quarter when the nuggets had the lead i still felt like man this lakers team is the better team right now is that crazy no i mean it's 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 crazy to think that a 126 to 114 game was kind of close, but yeah, it's 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 a lot closer than that 12 point deficit indicated. And sometimes even a, a close game, the the story of that game is a more dominant one. So yeah, it's weird. The the tail of the tape is is kind of weird. Um, like you know, one of the things I always try to look at in in an upcoming game is what's likely not to happen again. Uh, mm-hmm. And yeah, like Jokic having five fouls or being in foul trouble early is probably not going to happen again. Right. Jamal Murray had 21. He probably could have a bigger game next game, but at the same time, like LeBron's probably not going to score 15. He's probably going to have a, a bigger game next game. Uh, Kuzma has done really well against the Nuggets this, this season. Yeah, even had that game-winning shot in the bubble on August. Uh, only had 11 points tonight. And so, yeah, there's there's pluses and minuses to look forward to for the next game for for both teams. Jokic probably have a bigger game. Kuzma and LeBron will probably have a bigger game. KCP probably not as much, but yeah, I still think that all the advantages are on the Lakers side. Well, you hit something I wanted to talk about because Gary Harris, Paul Millsap, and Jeremy Grant, three Nuggets starters, combined for 19 points last night. Now, any one of those guys can go off for 19 at any given time, especially Millsap, who was so huge in that Clipper series. But man, the Lakers really just seemed to neutralize what the Nuggets wanted to do. And I think so much of that really threw them out of a game plan. Now, I I think Michael Malone will adjust. He'll make the necessary adjustments to try to figure out how he can solve the Lakers. And I think Frank Vogel will continue to be the chess master and try to anticipate those changes. But I do think the Nuggets supporting cast is capable of having a better night than they showed. And like you said, I think LeBron will score more than 15 points in game two. I feel like that's a pretty safe bet. And I think the Lakers will continue to be this team that's on a mission. And I... I am just thrilled because this is what you want to see. If you, if you are a Lakers fan and you are expecting this team to go forth and compete in the NBA Finals, this is exactly what you wanted to see in Game 1, isn't it? Yeah, for sure. Like Of the four teams left, like the, the best duo is obviously LeBron and AD. Um, you, know, you try not to look ahead too much, and karmically you try not to think that the Lakers kind of have it locked in the rest of the season, and so I'm not going to do that, but... Yeah, big two in, in this one, Jokic and Murray, big two in Miami, Butler and Bam. 
big two in Boston, Kemba and Jason Tatum. Like, yeah, I would obviously take LeBron and AD over all three of those. I got to think that no matter where in the world that you are right now, if you're a basketball fan, you got to be locked into both of these series, Celtics, Heat, and Lakers, Nuggets. And as you know, JC, because I know you're a fan, you know how the VPN works, right? Anywhere that you live, I didn't know until recently, but anywhere that you live, you can use a VPN to unlock movies, shows, sports games that are only available in other countries. So everybody around the world be watching the Lakers right now if you call yourself a Lakers fan. See, ExpressVPN, our newest sponsor on the Hoopball Lakers podcast, actually hides your IP address and lets you control where you want sites to think you're located. So for those of you who are streaming, you already know what you got to do. Use ExpressVPN to access that content. There are hundreds of VPNs out there, but the reason we use ExpressVPN and Hoopball Lakers is because we like to watch shows and it is ridiculously fast. No buffering, no lag, and you can stream in HD without a problem. And it's also ExpressVPN compatible with all your devices, phones, media consoles, smart TVs, and anywhere else where you stream. So you can watch what you want on the go on the big screen wherever you are and if you visit our special link right now expressvpn.com slash hoopball you can get an extra three months of expressvpn for free we all like free jc that is expressvpn for three months for free support the show watch what you want and protect yourself expressvpn.com slash hoopball we are thrilled to have them as a sponsor welcome in expressvpn jc i have to say i i i am I am now in the mindset of what do I want to see from this from this Lakers group in the second game. Now, I want to see more of the same. I wish I had a bigger ask of the, uh, of the group, but that's really what I want to see. I want to see Anthony Davis go out and do the damn thing again. I want to see LeBron active as a facilitator, although I think he can carry more of a scoring load. I want to see KCP continue to play his role. I want to see Markeith Morris coming off the bench hitting threes. I want to see Dwight Howard playing a big role in this series i really think that if the lakers continue to play this style of basketball not only will they make quicker work of the nuggets than so many thought but i think they will be rolling into the finals regardless of their opposition on a high note and whoever comes out of that celtics heat series will be a tough opponent for the lakers and if i were a betting man which i am okay but if i were a betting man i'd be betting on a lakers heat finals and there are so many people around this country who said ah oh, the nuggets are so tough they just beat the clippers and it's going to be celtics they're going to come back and it's going to be celtics nuggets and nobody's going to watch the nba finals and i <laughs> laugh and laugh and laugh i think there's this idea of recency bias you know we've talked about it before after game 1 of the playoffs the clippers were the undisputed title favorites of the world and the lakers were going to be left for dead at the hands of the portland trailblazers obviously that script has flipped but i think after denver quote-unquote surprisingly beat the Clippers, there were so many people who said, wow, maybe this Denver team is better than we thought, and they're kind of fun to root for, and everybody hates the Lakers, who's not a Lakers fan, so go Denver. Well, guess what, JC? Recency bias would suggest now, after game one, that maybe the Lakers are in this spot for a reason. What a shocker, right? Yeah, absolutely. It's uh, It was crazy to see Denver beat the Clippers, but the way that they beat them wasn't much of a surprise. This is this is a really good Denver team, despite how that first game went. And even if it ends up being a short series, this is still a really great Denver team. Oh, there's no question about it. And I and I think you know if if you ask Denver, right, what would constitute a successful season? Truly, at the at the very start of uh, of the playoffs, I I or even at the season, I would say if if Denver said we're going to make it to the Western Conference Finals and we're going to be beaten by the Lakers, I don't think there's any shame in that game. I'm not saying that you should be shooting to come up short, but I certainly don't think there's any shame in that game. Look, the Lakers 
from the onset of the season, were pretty much considered one of the three big favorites, right? Well, those two other big favorites are now watching from home, and the Lakers are the only one of that group still playing. So I think that's worth something. And I just have to say that I think the Lakers' toughest, toughest test will come in the NBA Finals if they're fortunate enough to get there, which I think they will be, because I do think it will be Miami. And Miami, Pat Riley is the godfather, man. Jimmy Butler has that team with a bunch of dogs, and they all carry the same sort of mantra, the same sort of spirit, right? Goran Dragic, Bam Adebayo, Tyler Hero, even Duncan Robinson out there. And then you've got the OG Udonis Haslam on the bench, who's sort of like that coach who's still in the player's uniform, right? So I, I just think they have a great Jay Crowder, another dog out there. They have these group of players who don't quit. And I think that's going to be something that the Lakers have to be mindful of and kind of something they might even be uh, trying to prepare for in this Western Conference Finals because we really didn't see the Lakers take a play off last night. It was really, really nice. Even when JaVale was out there in the opening minutes, you saw him on the floor early diving for loose balls. The Lakers continue to make those extra effort plays, those hustle plays that so often are really always never wind up in the box score because you can't quantify it. But by the same measure, JC, they contribute directly to the win, and they just get everybody that much more hype for the second game. It's been really, really nice to sit back and reflect on the Lakers' effort in Game 1 because I think it's a great sign for Game 2 and beyond. Yeah, absolutely. And, and yeah, speaking of a potential finals matchup, uh, yeah, Miami does seem to be in the driver's seat if if that's who the Lakers end up playing. Uh, obviously, I would root for the Lakers and LeBron being my favorite player, but all, all my years of being an NBA fan, there have always been players that I've really loved watching on the Miami Heat, and so it, it'd be tough to root for them, and I really love watching this year's Heat team. Uh, but yeah, speaking of them, if you are a betting man, uh, even though they're in the driver's seat in this conference final, for whatever reason, they are an underdog in Game 3. And, you know, history tends to say it's tough to sweep a team, and so, yeah, I can sort of see how the, the Celtics are a favorite in this game. But yeah, if you are a betting man... Uh, or woman, you can go to mybookie.ag with the promo code HoopBall. They will match your deposit. Uh, you can take the Heat as an underdog. They're plus 130, and they're even getting three points in the in the point spread in the next game. So you can do that at mybookie.ag. You make that bet, you win, they will pay. It's as easy as that, man. We like to collect on free money. I was talking to a buddy recently about that. Uh, my bookie plus 50 chief special that you referenced to me a, a week or so ago and he collected on that as well so my bookie has your best interest in heart and of course who doesn't like throwing a few extra shekels on their favorite game to add to something a little bit more interesting right talking like a true gambling addict here don't mind me that said i think if you're if we want to look ahead just really quickly to the lakers in game two one of the things that I, I am curious of, I don't want to say concerned about, but I'm curious about, is the is the Nuggets role players. I mentioned it a little bit earlier. I want to bring it back into focus because Michael Porter did wind up last night with a double-double, 14 points and 10 rebounds, although much of that damage came with the game completely out of control. I do think Paul Millsap will be better. He he only played 21 minutes, only took five shots. I think he'll be better. I think Gary Harris might be better. You know, only two of seven. He does have that kind of uh, off offensive night in his arsenal, but I think he'll be a little bit more intense defensively. I think Jamal Murray, as you says, will score more. I don't think Jokic will be in the same foul trouble, but who knows? Because the Lakers did a really good job of forcing them into situations that they were uncomfortable with, and that's how the Lakers play their most effective brand of basketball. The one category or a statistical category where the Lakers definitely did have the advantage last night was in a assists jc 33 assisted baskets on 44 made field goals for the lakers that is 75 percent 
33 out of 44. 75% of their baskets were assisted. The Nuggets made 41 field goals. They only had 23 assists, so a little more than half. So I think that kind of illustrates how the Lakers' offense was working while the Nuggets were a little bit more uh, reliant on that one-on-one matchup, those those scoring opportunities from some of their bigger scorers. I do think the Nuggets will make an adjustment. I don't know that it will be good enough to beat the Lakers because, man, I don't want to sit here and sound like I'm I'm blowing the horn and the series is over because it's certainly not. I do not think it will be a four-game series. That said, this Lakers team, this is the best game I have seen them play in the playoffs. Would you say that that's fair? Yeah, absolutely. We've been looking for that top to bottom, completely defensive effort. Um, it could probably still be a little better, and that first quarter was a little suspect because it was such a shootout. But, yeah, for, for a 48-minute game, if that's what you're wanting, 48 minutes of just perfect execution, we're getting closer and closer. There's no doubt about it. And I think what this Lakers team needs to do is look at the film from game one, put it in a time capsule, access it regularly, and say, this is the way that we play, JC. Any final thoughts before we wrap it up and get ourselves prepared for game two? No, just you mentioned Michael Porter Jr. That kid is is going to be something special. I think Denver, if they hold on to Jokic, Murray, and Porter and kind of make that their big three, I think the only way Denver steals a game in this series is if without Jokic being that nucleus and that the offenses run through, if one guy goes off for 50 or 40 like Murray did or Porter's capable of, that could be how Denver steals a game. But, yeah, shut down Jokic. I think he shut down the Nuggets. You got a game two prediction for a final score for our listeners? Um, might be something similar. The Lakers have, have scored a lot on this team. And so, yeah, I'd look in like the 115s versus like the one, 108 sort of 115, 108 sort of thing. Very interesting. Very close to what I was going to say, which is Lakers 117, Denver 106. 117, 106 is my prediction for game two and another game in which the Lakers control the pace and the tempo and really assert themselves from the opening tip. As always, you got to remember, I'm going to remind you every time you got to follow JC on Twitter at JC on one. You got to follow me on Twitter at Ethan underscore Noroff. You got to follow our show. Hoopball Lakers on Twitter. You'll never miss a tweet. And when LeBron says he's pissed off, you promise you you won't miss it. Plus, we'll throw in a gif. You can follow the whole Hoopball family at Hoopball Tweets, at Hoopball Fantasy. We got team shows across the board, gambling show, all sorts of special guests coming in. And it is the best time of the year as we prepare and enjoy for the Western Conference Finals and an NBA Finals that looming that are looming. So until next time, go Lakers. Game two, we want to see more of what we saw in game one. And we'll talk to you then. We out. This has been a Hoop Ball presentation. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.